Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast. Season premiere, season five. Can't believe we've been doing this for five years now. Um, back when United used to be winning things and stuff like that. Um, today I'm actually not joined by any of the regulars. No Bernie, Alex, or Roche. Uh, summer season, cottage season, everyone's out doing their thing. So we have a guest um, appearance from Omar, a friend of mine and an avid listener of the podcast. How's it going, Omar? Very good, very good. Um, just wanted to tell everyone I'm a big Liverpool fan, so any United fans <laughs> listening, uh, feel free to listen next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, every week Liverpool get bashed by uh, Bernie and Riche, who are resident United fans. So I think for once, Liverpool fans will get some positive spin, hopefully, uh, on their team. They, they brought the wrong guy in, though. That's <laughs> oh, <problem>. yeah? <laughs> um, we'll get to the whole Coutinho thing, and I'm sure, uh, I'm sure things might turn. Um, just a quick agenda here. We're going to be talking about the Community Shield, um, the European Super Cup that happened today, um, the PSG to Neymar transfer, um, which is you know big news. It deserves its own segment. And then we're going to analyze the Premier League um, opening fixtures, which start this Friday in a few days. So um, quite exciting. So let's get right into it. Community Shield, Arsenal versus Chelsea, Arsenal FA Cup winners, and Chelsea, the league winners. Omar, you think anybody was favorites going into this? I think Chelsea is the the champions were definitely the favorites for this game, but honestly, Arsenal were probably the better team for 80 of those 90 minutes. Um, and then uh, probably Mertesacker being injured was <laughs> yeah. the best thing to happen to Arsenal in that game. It was a blessing in disguise, but I thought Liverpool started with the more... Liverpool. Sorry, <laughs> Chelsea started with the... The more um, serious formation, they had more starting uh, players in their formation than Arsenal. Um, Arsene Wenger started quite weird. Like, I mean, he played Ox left wing back. Um, he played Elneny started. Welbeck started. So there was a bit of a bit of change on Arsene, Arsene Wenger's side. Um, but Elneny for me was was one of the men of the matches. He was phenomenal next to Shaka in midfield. Yeah, he was he was uh, the complete opposite of Conte in terms of he was the box to box midfielder, but definitely added. Um, technique and attacking threat um, compared to Conte but uh, like you said Elneny was amazing him and, and Jaka together were it's a good partnership I really like it mm-hmm. and then Kolasinic uh, came on for like you said the injured Mertesacker played at center back yeah, I think I mean we, Ars, Arsene Wenger bought him to be our left wing back most likely with Monreal in the center but uh, Monreal by the way is doing really well at center back he, he played there last season um, he's looking good again this season. But Kolasinic, um came on, eventually getting the equalizer. First of all, Moses opened the scoring, though. Um, from uh, I don't know, it was weird. KL just kind of heading the ball back into the danger zone and, and Moses latching on to it. It was a good finish. It was, it was. I mean, he was. it was definitely ready. Arsenal were uh, vulnerable again in defending set pieces, but it's just one of those questions. Victor Moses scored that goal for Chelsea does it earn him the right to start for the season? Will so, he be... yeah, that's that's a good point because Rudiger is coming in. He's probably going to form the three centre-backs with David Luiz and Kale. Right. Um, I thought Kale might actually get dropped, but he's been made captain, so that's very unlikely. Yeah. Um, so now Aspilicueta cer- certainly can be on the bench. He's one of Chelsea's, if not one of the league's best players. Definitely. So definitely. I think he will start at right wing back. Yeah, he, he's um, probably the best one-on-one defender in the league. Um, unfortunately, doesn't offer the same attacking threat as, as Moses does. But then you have Alonso on the left side. 
you have um, Hazard and uh, Morata, William, um, Pedro. Even I mean, it's, the attacking threat is definitely there. But um, if you need defending, SP is definitely your guy. Right. Um, so uh, Pedro then followed that action with a red card. Uh, I don't know if you thought it was a red. It was weird because I don't think anyone expected it to be a red. It's one of those where like you might agree after the fact, but like on the spot, everyone was just waiting for a yellow play to resume. Exactly, including including the Arsenal players. They just wanted to move on. Obviously, Nani was in pain, but he didn't go complaining to the ref or anything like that. And obviously, when you see the the replay, it looks dangerous. And it, we don't see a lot of those. I mean. When we were growing up, there was always tackle from the back, tackle yeah. from behind. It was such a phrase that is used maybe less now, but it was always like red card equals tackle from behind. Yeah. And this was one of the first times I've seen it in a very long time where the red is actually because of that very kind of theory way we used to think of it growing up. No, exactly. It's like when you play FIFA 98 or 2002 yeah. and you tackle from the back and you just throw your controller away because you know it's a red card. You just give up, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, no one was complaining about it. Yeah. Um, it looked like an aggressive and dangerous challenge after you see the replay. But exactly, it, it was after. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, from the resulting free kick, just to to add to it, um, Shaka puts the ball in. Uh, Kolasinac with a header, a really good header, actually. I mean, Arsenal fans are really excited about his size and how big he is, and oh, yeah. just he looks like a tank. Um, he so is, he, is. he comes up with a with a really good header, kind of. What I liked about it is that he aimed it at that corner. It wasn't just like, let me get a head on it. He intentionally put it there, right. landed into the side netting. 1-1, I think it was like the 82nd, 84th minute uh, to take it to penalties. Um, but before we get to penalties, I mean, there's a few points here. Lacazette, Morata. I mean, Lacazette played for 60 minutes. Looked okay. Had a few touches here and there. Obviously still new. Um, maybe yeah. not that crazy spark that Arsenal fans are hoping for yet. He had a few touches in that game, um, but all of them were great. His, his link-up play was fantastic. Um, but uh, if you play against some of the smaller teams, Lacazette will definitely shine in those games. Right. For now, he's he's doing a good job in maybe replacing Giroud as the starting number nine. Yeah. Um, him and Sanchez and Ozil together is just going to be If, if Sanchez is still there. I yeah. Think that's a yeah. big thing. Um, so then, I mean, Morata started on the bench. I'm not sure why. Maybe just fitness, maybe just giving... Uh, and I mean, this this could take us to another point, which I wanted to ask you: is like, how serious do you think this game is? Um, it's classified in theory as a friendly. Yeah, uh, we saw that because uh, Koscielny could could have played, even though he didn't. Exactly. Um, um, so it is in theory by the FA considered a friendly. Um, United fans and Jose Mourinho think it's a trophy. Um, so you've got two ends. <laughs> you got two ends of the range. Yeah. Um, Jose Mourinho probably thinks the Community Shield is a trophy, but not the European Super Cup after today. Yeah, <laughs> true. Which we'll get to. Yes, you're right. That's a friendly. United fans. That's that's not my last one. So <laughs> they'll keep um, coming. I think they've gotten way too much love on this podcast. That uh, this balances it out a little bit. Um, but yeah, Morata on the bench. He came on late on. Um, missed the sitter header, which wasn't looking good for him. Then when the penalty started, he missed his penalty. Hit the post. Um, not a great start either. But the one thing about these penalties, which is um, curious, was the ABBA penalties, which is, if, if you haven't heard, um, a, a and B are basically the opposing teams in the order that they take the penalties in. Um, you, what you're used to is an ABABAB format. Right now, it's becoming an ABBAABB, which means basically that every team gets to go twice in a row. So there's no advantage in terms of who knows what's already happened. Right, it cancels out. So Arsenal started with the first penalty yep. um, and scored. And then Chelsea had the next two. 
Um, so they, I believe they I, scored... I think they scored one. Uh, K, Kale, was it? I can't remember. I think it was Kale. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and then Courtois missed. Courtois missed terribly. I, I, I don't know why he took it. And then his teammates <laughs> defended him after the game and said Courtois is still one of the best penalty takers in the team, which, which really... Which is not looking good. It, definitely yeah. not. I mean, if, if that's the best, it's... I know he didn't mean it when he said terribly, but I thought, like, Terry-like from the Champions League final. Yeah, I mean, he didn't slip, but uh, <laughs> he definitely hit a, a satellite or two. Up yeah, there. Um, and then Morata missed. And then after that, Arsenal's penalties were really good, all of them, surprisingly. Really, really well taken. So Arsenal win. Um, Giroud, the hero, um, you know, whatever. As, as usual. <laughs> yeah. Lucky for you, Arsenal fans. Yes, yes, he's staying, he's here, fighting for a spot. <laughs> but anyways... I think a good... Um, I mean, Arsenal's record at Wembley is phenomenal. They they haven't lost in the last six or so. And we know when you play at Wembley, it's usually always either a semi-final or a final. So very important games. Right. I mean, Arsenal have won, what, two or three FA Cups recently. So clearly very good. Uh, obviously, Arsenal fans making jokes about it being in Tottenham's home ground. Yes. So, you know, already won a trophy there. Exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and Conte has an impressive winning record there um, in general, in the league, in the Cups. But he's lost three out of four games against Arsenal so far. Yes, yes. Arsenal have actually beaten Chelsea quite a bit. I mean, Chelsea's resurgence last season was after the Arsenal defeat 3-0 or whatever right. when Ozil ran over Kante, which yeah. is incredible to see. Yeah. And then the FA Cup final last yeah. year and then the Community Shield. So, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, Arsene Wenger clearly has figured out Kante a little bit, playing his, well, his in quotation system. Right. Um, anyways, um, so that's that. It's a, you know, as usual, the curtain uh, opener for the Premier League. Um, just basically, if, if anything, it just means that the season's about to start. So it does on Friday. We'll get to those fixtures. Any other points before we move on about that game? Um, I'd probably say the Fabregas-Kante partnership doesn't look like it's going to work out. Okay. Bakayoko needs to come in. He has to be the enforcer. Kante obviously is, is great in terms of energy, but in terms of size, they're just too small. If they play against United or, or West Brom, they're right. just going to get completely dominated. I think Fabregas is is um, useful in the smaller games, the games where Chelsea are extremely comfortable. He's right. very good on the ball, very silky, will make those passes, especially when a team is sitting deep. You need that Fabregas creativity. Yep. But yeah, when, when Chelsea might not be clear favorites, then maybe Fabregas is not your man, especially when they lost Matic recently. We'll talk about it. Yeah. All right, um, let's move on. European Super Cup happened, what, a few hours ago? Um, United, the Europa League champions versus Real Madrid, which, I mean, Champions League uh, champions, obviously, but also probably one of the best teams in the last three years, dominated Europe completely, dominated domestically, dominated in Europe, um, just one of the best stretches for, for a team um, in, a, in, you know, in, in, in a long time. Um, so, I mean, United, uh, Madrid are, were clear favorites coming into this, I think. Right. Um, which usually is the case with the Champions League uh, winners. Um, but United started well in the first 10 minutes, yeah. and then after that, it was just practice for Madrid, really. Yeah, I mean, Madrid, as for every game, they just had full control over that game. Um, the Modric, Casemiro, Cruz trio is, is absolutely phenomenal in terms of keeping the ball. Isco as well. Oh, so silky. Just a, a magnet at his feet. He never loses the ball. He, he yeah. played against... Um, Valencia and Lundelof and just it looked like he was having fun um, um, I mean I was going to ask you about the whole Casemiro Cruz Modric Casemiro when he first burst into the scene looked like another failed Brazilian for a lot of money which Madrid have a few of those um, and then towards the end of last season this game he's just looked 
you know, he's looked as good as, as anybody. He's looked as good as the Vidal's, the Pogba's, if not better, just in this system. And, you know, for Madrid, I think this is a huge, a huge win for them um, in yeah. terms of in terms of that three. And I was going to ask, is there a better trio in center midfield right now than Casemiro, Cruz, and Modric? I mean, I think Modric is probably one of the best, if not, he is the best in his position in the world. Definitely. Um, Definitely. But he does it kind of under the radar. Like, he, he's not flashy. He doesn't like the limelight. He... Unfortunately, nowadays it counts. He's not very good looking. Like, oh, it, it does count now. And that's why he doesn't get that much attention. But he's phenomenal. Yeah, he, like you said, he's not, a, he's not a flashy player per se. But the way he moves the ball from defense to midfield to attack is just sublime. I mean, he's him and, him and Cruz together. I mean, if Modric gets stuck, he just passes it to Cruz. Cruz has... He probably had like a 98% pass accuracy in that game. I was going to say that the pass accuracy between Cruz and Modric is phenomenal. Yeah. They just never lose the ball, ever. It's just unfair. And even when they do that 2% of the time, you have Casemiro like elbowing <laughs> yes. you or kneeing you in the throat or something. Yeah, <laughs> true. Casemiro's just like, oh, okay, I got to do something now. Yeah. Right, that's one time in 90 minutes. Yeah. Um, he did score the first goal, um, which was uh, a really good finish with his left foot, side netting, not expected really from him. Yeah, Carval with a, with a great cross for Casemiro. And then... It just doesn't look like a defensive mid no. in the penalty box. The score, scored with his left foot, bottom corner, fantastic play. You mentioned Carvajal there, and I think he's another one that goes under the radar. One of the best right backs in the game right now. But when people do their fantasy teams or think about the best, he's not mentioned. But he is one of the best, if not the best. Yeah, I mean, Alves and then possibly him. Like he's just he's actually quite good. He's just again under the radar, not flashy. Does the defensive work? You know, he's not the Marcelo. He, he just looks clumsy, even though yeah. he has. A phenomenal technique in both defending and attacking. I mean, um, he played against Lingard today, who got destroyed. Probably. I mean, he played in as a left wing back in um, Man United's back three. Yes. Um, that's a, that's an important point. That's, yeah. And we'll talk about that. Yeah. So they started with a back three of Lindelof, Smalling, and uh, a young guy, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember who it was. Right. And um, then, but yeah, he definitely played three at the back, which is something Mourinho did not do last season. Um, not a lot, not as much as Conte and Arsene Wenger. Um, and Valencia right wing back, Lingard left wing back. And what that did is it allowed Pogba and Mkhitaryan to play as number 10s behind Lukaku. Yeah. Um, With and, Matic and Herrera playing as the deep-lying midfielders. Yep. So Matic, the new signing, he actually looked like one of the better players of United in this game. Yeah, Matic um, played really well. Um, he had the assist for United's goal. If you right. want to count them um, as per fantasy points. Sure. Uh, he took a shot. Keller Navas probably should have paired it away from goal, paired it into Lukaku's path. Mm. Who scored after missing a, a sitter just right. five minutes before? Right. Um, United fans rejoice just because, you know, they get, they got to get back at all the mean tweets from Lukaku's earlier miss. Yeah, he probably meant to pass, but with that first <laughs> touch, he scored. So Yeah, sometimes he just goes off his foot into the goal. Um, I have a question. What do you think about Herrera in general? Do you rate him like... Do you rate him as as a starter in a league winning side? He's he's one of those like Philip Lam where he's just a very intelligent player, right? Um, but doesn't have the physical or technical attributes to be considered a world class right. center midfielder. It just. He, he's really adored and loved by United fans. Yeah, um, he's, he's a cult hero. There. Yes, sometimes I just feel it's a bit over the top in terms of how 
how good he is just on the football field. Yeah, he's a good player, obviously, but I just feel like he lacks a little bit. I just feel there is an upgrade there to happen. Um, Matic is an upgrade on whatever, an aging Carrick or whoever was going to play there. Or uh, the Man U legend Fellaini. Yes, or Fellaini who comes who, who did come on at the end yeah. of this game to try and you know play the, the tree up top. So I have a question about that. Yeah. Was, was that Mourinho giving up or was that actually his plan B? I think Fellaini will come on at, in every game possible this season. There'll be 5-0 up, he'll come on. There'll be 5-0 down, he'll come on. It's just what the piece of paper says. It says, 80th minute, bring on Fellaini. Um, he's... Fellaini is actually a useful player. Right. Obviously, the jokes and the you know the target man and the Mourinho negative negativity and all that. But he's actually a great plan B to have. He's a very good player. The ball just sticks to his chest from like twenty yards out. He some guy can like, smash it at him. Um, and he's not a bad option to have. It's just a shame that United need it so much because at the end of games they're not winning. That's all. Right. Exactly. So exactly. Once in a while, it's okay. It just we see it too much because they're not creative enough. To be winning the game at that point. Yeah, it's it's a shame when you have the creativity of Pogba and um, Mkhitaryan. And Mkhitaryan. Uh, you resort to just crossing the ball from Smalling or Valencia to Fellaini. <laughs> yeah. it, it's a shame to I mean, see that, but it's effective. Even your 90 million pound signing resorts that towards the end of the game of just hoofing it into Fellaini. Um, we'll talk about United again, so I don't want to get too much details away from this game, but um, we'll talk about Pogba and all that. Um but uh, Madrid then scored Isco 1-2 with Bale. Bale finishing it yeah. bottom right. Um, Bale is another one that I don't want to get into it now, but I, I don't he, know. He doesn't, he doesn't look like he fits in. He uh, just, yeah, I, I think... I mean, I would play Isco every day. I'd play Asensio over Bale. Yes, 100% at this point. Bale, unfortunately, a lot of injuries. The price tag was high, fine. I just don't feel he's that guy. He, he you know, the, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that Bale was supposed to replace Ronaldo. He was supposed to be that next Madrid icon. He's got the physicality. He yep. was unbelievable. Blah, blah. Ronaldo obviously got a new wind recently. Right. No one expected that. I mean, these three years are probably one of the best of Ronaldo's Without career. Without a doubt. Absolutely. So it was expected for him to tail off. Bale start to come in. Luckily for Madrid, Ronaldo kept it up. Um, and Bale, unfortunately, didn't perform. So, you know, they weren't affected that much. But I just don't feel like... I think if United come in with a 90 million offer, I think they might consider it. Yeah, at this point, Real Madrid don't need to sell. But True. if they make a profit, or at least they make their money back off yeah. Bale, then I'm sure they'd be happy to sell him. Um, um, okay, anything else about this game? Um, don't think so. Move on. Uh, Rafael Varane has been looking excellent preseason. And um, this is his first competitive game back, I would say. Uh-huh. Um He's, he's looking amazing. He's he, looking better than Ramos. He's in, I mean, he's physically a beast. He's yeah. fast. He's strong. He's the one that always really contains Messi well. Um, yeah, he's a very good player. Um, I was going to say about Ramos, he just broke a few records. Like, back-to-back. He's the only player that has back-to-back Champions Leagues, back-to-back uh, European Super Cups, back-to-back, I think, uh, championships with national sides. So, Euro, World Cup. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's definitely racking up the... He was asked recently, is... Does he feel slightly indebted to Mourinho for moving him from right back to center back? Yeah. And obviously he said, no, Mourinho is just another manager I played under. Yeah, um, uh, I don't know whether it was him or Ronaldo, but they asked him what the difference between Mourinho and Zidane is. And he said, you know what, overall they're great coaches, but the difference is the titles, which was, yeah, which was an amazing uh, zinger just before the game. True, I think... Uh, 
I mean, if Mourinho was feeling bad from that, Eto recently um, came to his defense when they asked him who's better, Pep or Mourinho. And I think Eto's response was, well, one of them won the Champions League with Porto and the other couldn't do it with Bayern Munich. So, wow. So, you know. Surprising. Very yeah, surprising. Very surprising. Especially when Mourinho called Eto an old man that couldn't walk or whatever when he was at And Chelsea. he rewarded him with that uh, infamous celebration. Yes, yes. Um, all right, let's move on to um, PSG Neymar before we, we go into the Premier League. Um, so this happened last week, um, and it kind of changed the transfer landscape a little bit. Um, Arsene Wenger did predict it in one of his press conferences last season, saying a player soon will move for more than 200 million. And it's a bit weird how numb these numbers become when I'm not like super blown out of the water. I'm like, yes, it's a big deal. But like, okay, everybody moved on. Three days later, we'll forget about it, you know, until maybe Neymar's next bicycle kick or something. But right. it's just becoming part of the game now. Yeah, and, and honestly, he's, he's genuinely the most valuable player in the world right yes. now. Yes. Ronaldo and Messi are 30-plus, so obviously they're not going to rack up um, those transfer fees. But with Neymar, he, I think he's he'll pay it back yeah. somehow, whether it's uh, through... The shirt sales through his um, entertaining tricks and flicks. Yeah. Um, it's funny because they asked the owner of PSG in a press conference. Um, who's, a, who's, by the way, being an absolute boss right now. Like Everybody's quoting him, just his, his like, one-liners. Yeah, oh, definitely. And then, so he asked them, how did you buy the club in, how did you buy PSG in 2011 yeah. for 100 million yeah. um, pounds or euros? And then you go ahead and pay 222 million for one player. Mm. Uh, and he said... Look, we were we were valued at one billion dollars or one billion euros before yeah. the Neymar yeah. transfer. Um, after he was transferred to PSG, we're now valued one and a half billion. Yeah, without yeah. playing a single game, he's already made their money back. Agreed. And now you know PSG highlights are going to be on the front page of every website. People are going to care about how you know more about. It's like this was Latan did when he first moved to PSG. This is even going to be much bigger. Right. Um, if Neymar can win the Champions League with PSG, that would be a phenomenal achievement. Are they contenders now? Oh, I think... I mean, the Barcelona comeback aside, PSG should have moved further game. in the Champions League than Barcelona. Without a doubt. PSG right now are head-to-head equals to Barcelona when it comes to one game. Like, there's, it's not, oh, PSG, Barca, Barca favorites. I don't think that's the case anymore. Madrid might be still slight favorites, but I think PSG, after Madrid can play the Bayerns and the Barca's and, and be, you know, 50-50 games. So I think Neymar didn't go to some pub team that just paid him a lot of money. I think he actually went to a team that I would say have just as much of a chance of winning the Champions League as his old team. Yeah, and I think if they keep Verratti uh, with PSG, I think they definitely have a chance of winning the league um, yeah. rather than losing to Monaco again and then... Well, if not winning the Champions League, at least reaching the semifinal yes, or final. Semifinals. Um, I think the latest, they've, the furthest they've reached are the quarterfinals. Um, but to me, I think I don't think Neymar did it just for the money. I I really don't think. I know people like to say that, and it the, it has been the case in other transfers where people just left for the money. Um, you know, people like Van Persie moving to United. That was not just money. Right. Um, I don't think. Neymar to PSG is money. It comes with a lot of money, but that's not... It's kind of a byproduct. It, it's the perfect scenario for him because PSG, 
doesn't have a lot of history. They were founded in 71. Right. Um, so that's what Neymar wants to do. He wants to leave his own legacy. He wants to be remembered for a, a very long time as one of the greatest players to ever play for PSG. I have a slight prediction. I don't know if you're going to agree or not. I just feel that in three to four years, Neymar is going to find his way at Madrid. I just feel when Barca was selling Neymar, my first thought is, uh-oh, you know he's going to end up at Madrid. Like in three, four years when his contract is ending at PSG and he's one of the best players, if not the best players in the world, unless he has a good relationship with Barca, maybe he'll go back. But I feel if Madrid are at the time the big force again as they always are, he might end up you know, doing a Figo, doing a Ronaldo. I don't know. I think money talks at this point, and if, yeah. if Madrid can pay PSG more than two hundred twenty-two million, <laughs> yeah. or whatever the release clause is, yeah, I think he'll definitely move. There are a lot of Brazilians there um, at PSG. Yeah, uh, Marcelo and Casemiro at Madrid. At Madrid, sorry. Yeah. Um, but for now, I think he's going to stay at PSG for at least it depends four or five yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least to see out his contract, but I don't think they'd, they'd want to lose him on a free. So no, I'd say, definitely not. Yeah, a year before the contract ends, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the Premier League. Premier League time. So let's go through um, the top six or so fixtures from the opening weekend. On Friday, Arsenal play Leicester. Annoying that it's a Friday, but every season starts on a Friday now. Um, let's talk about Leicester first. Uh, we talked about Arsenal quite a bit. Yeah, but... so Leicester signed um, Kelly and Nacho, which yes. is, I think, a great signing. And for $25 million might prove to be a bargain since he's, what, 21, 22 years yeah, old or so? quite young. Um, I mean, it doesn't help the whole Pep doesn't play youngsters thing. Because Nacho looked really good last season. He did. I think he has something like, I don't know, seven of his ten shots on targets or, or goals. Something ridiculous like that. And I was quite excited to see him, you know improve and get better but with the pressure of the game now with the pressure Pep is under to deliver at City unfortunately there's just no time for bleeding in youngsters especially you know when you're expected to finish top four you can but when you're expected to win the league in the Champions League unfortunately you might not be able to yeah I think I think Pep buying um, Gabriel Jesus was definitely the trigger for Iannaccio to find another move club. to greener pastures but yeah. um, Riyad Mahrez that's the other one um Will he stay at Leicester or will he move to Roma? I mean, he apparently wants to go to. Well, he apparently wants to go to Arsenal. Uh, The rumor mill is that Arsenal trying to get Lamar. If that doesn't happen, then second choice is Mars. If Sanchez leaves, Mars is also an option. Blah blah blah. Yeah, but it just doesn't look like Mars will be there come end of the season. I don't think he wants to move out of the the Premier League. Um, Leicester themselves said we're only going to entertain offers from the top six clubs in the Premier League because that's Mars's wish. But other than that, then I, we don't see a reason for him to leave. I mean, maybe there's a 50 million other reasons yeah. that Roma can provide. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I don't know if he's still going to be there. Yeah, other than that, I think Leicester have kept their spine. The um, They kept Jamie Vardy again, uh, Danny Drinkwater. Mal- Ooh, might, might not. I mean, Chelsea apparently want to add some squad depth. I don't know. But yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it'd be a bad decision if he leaves just because... Right. He'll be a fourth choice center mid. Yeah, for sure. Um, compared to being the first at a Premier League ex champion. But playing with Kante again. Mm. I mean, Kante got him a, an England cap. I think people were joking that that is Kante's biggest achievement. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yes, he, he, I mean, he's another one that might stay, might leave. 
Um, but with Leicester, I mean, I, I don't expect him to break into the top six. Last season was a struggle, almost relegation struggle. Yeah. Um, so I think as long as they finish top 10, between, you know, 7th and 10th, they'll be very happy. Okay. I think that's realistic. And what about Arsenal? How do you think they're going to do? Arsenal, um, it's really, they're not going to win the league. Um, let's just get that out of the way. Okay. Um, so, sorry, Arsenal fans. You heard it here first. Yeah, all you Arsenal fans that thought we're going to win the league, um, that's not going to happen. So that's a fact. It's not an opinion. Um, and what about the Europa League? Should they take it seriously? Should they... I don't think they... The thing with Europa League is at the start, you hate it and you don't want to take it seriously. Then as it goes on, you're like, I can see the trophy. Yeah. It's a European trophy. Arsenal have none. So it's kind of one of those like, well, I see it. It's right there. Maybe we should do it now. We're like three games away. Right. So um, the first few games, it's always traveling to like Russia and Cyprus. And it just yes. exhausts everyone after uh, their preseason travels. Especially then, it's on a Thursday and then you get your games on Saturday or Sunday. So Mourinho, we saw Mourinho. He took the Europa League last season seriously once the top four was kind of out the way. Like he couldn't make it. So he was like, all right, let's get into the Champions League through Europa. But he never took it seriously at the start. So it, it, I think the Europa League will depend on the Arsenal youngsters. How well do they do in the group stages and early on will determine how serious Arsene Wenger takes it later on. Okay. Um, but Arsene Wenger is a very principled man, which worries me, which means... I think the other word for that is stubborn. Yes, okay. which means he will stick with those youngsters as the tournament progresses as well. Um, but I think Arsenal top four, perhaps... Again, that's not a certainty. But again, the question is who drops out. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, we'll get to Liverpool and Spurs, United. I think I think the certain three are City, Chelsea. <sighs> United, maybe? Spurs, I feel, are a certainty. They're, They're just they, underrated. They lost yeah. their starting right back. But is that enough for them to... We'll get to them. We'll get to them. But I think, I think Arsenal can challenge for the top four. Um, realistically, third or fourth would be... A realistic season. Winning the league would be an overachievement. Outside of the top four would be an underachievement, I'd say. Um, I mean, in terms of his signings, um, again, we talked about Lacazette, Kolasinac. Um, kept mostly everyone. It's Sanchez. Now, Ozil and Sanchez are really the big two. Is Ozil going to sign? It looks more likely than Sanchez at this point. Um, so that's a big one for, for Arsenal. Any incoming transfers? Or does that depend on Lamar, Ozil and Sanchez? Lamar is the only one that looks like there's rumors happening. Um, other than that, I really don't see... I mean, people want a center back. I think we have enough of those. Um, I think it's really just Lamar, like that creative number 10, or really nobody. Uh, unfortunately, I really, really, really think we need a center midfield. Santi, our best one, is always injured. He's out till God knows when. Shaka is fantastic. Then you have next to Shaka. Ramsey, I don't like to depend on him all season. He gets injured. He's not also consistent. And then other than that, who, who do you have next? You have Wilshere who's always injured. You have maybe Ox that can fill in. El Nenni maybe. It's just there's no starting center but next to Shaka that can really take us a level up. And I Consistently. Really... I mean, El Nenni, Ramsey, Shaka, they can all have their... Once in a while. Exactly. Yeah. What about Iwobi? Iwobi will play in those number 10 positions. He's still young. Um, Arsene Wenger does that thing where he always throws him into the fire. I think he's a very good technical player. I think it's just the pressure does get them sometimes. And he also doesn't have the output, unfortunately, yet. He doesn't have the goals and, and assist stats, which is basically the opposite of Walker. Walker can't kick a somehow, <laughs> ironically, can't kick a ball or dribble, but and Iwobi can do all of that perfectly, but Walker gets you 20 goals a season. Yeah, and I think Walker went to the same hairstylist as uh, Giroud, so he's <laughs> yes. definitely upgraded his game. That's does good. not look as good yet as Giroud, so, you know. 
Um, anyways, that's that's that for that. Let's move on to um, to Alfred versus Liverpool. Yes. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Let's talk about Liverpool. Let's talk about. I that. think they're winning the quadruple this year, including the World Cup, including the World Cup, La and Liga. What was that preseason uh, cup? Oh, the Barclays Premier League Edge Trophy. We're already <laughs> we're already Premier League champions. You're already champions, of course. It's, so it's, it's already enough. That's it's your it. year. <laughs> um, so very impressive preseason, I have to say. Uh, I think Liverpool are still, along with uh, Spurs, going to be the most entertaining team to watch. Liverpool have always been that. Um, they impressed in preseason. Your new signing Salah is on fire. Yeah. Looked very good. Um, and I thought I thought he'd just be someone who'd be great at the counterattack, but when they played against uh, Leicester and uh, West Brom, I believe um, they had a lot of build up. a lot of build up, uh, especially around the penalty area with Salah, Coutinho, Firmino, um, Mane at the last game, and Lalana. It was it was great to watch. It was it was yeah, so I, fun to watch. But then, like you said, it's it's so vulnerable at the back. Lovren's looking like. He's just kicked the ball the first time in his life. <laughs> yeah. Matt Tip looks decent. Uh, Klein is injured, which again is a blessing in disguise. Right. Um, I mean, see, I, I told a lot of people a few seasons ago that Klein is not that guy, and people thought, no, he, he just, I just don't think he's that. He's that person that will take you a level up. Like, fine, he obviously can play right back. He can kick a ball. We get it. But like, you want to win the league. He's not your right back for that. Yeah, I mean, he was he was stable enough two seasons ago. Last season, I don't think he was great. I mean, the first season he played 50 games in total with the Europa League and the Premier League. Um, but I think, honestly, other than Matip, well, Liverpool's I mean, best defender has been Joe Gomez. Is Van Dijk going to come? Maybe? I mean, he, he put in a transfer request at Southampton. He did. He did. Um, Liverpool are obviously the ones that were, I mean, with the whole shambles of apologizing and this and that. So we know they're after him. But maybe when he's available now officially, maybe more teams will be looking at him. But if Liverpool get him, I think that's a. I think he's he's an all rounder. He can kind of do it himself. Yeah, he's he's one of those all around defenders that's one completely dominating physically and aerially, and two his technique and his, his distribution is just world class. It's mm. it's phenomenal. I'd love to see him at Liverpool. Um, but I'd be happy if he doesn't come if it means that Coutinho can stay. <laughs> right, so Coutinho, that's the big one. Um, Barca have a lot of money, and they like the look of Coutinho. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of people do. <laughs> now, the question is, rumors have surfaced as precious today that there is some kind of a pre-agreement, 80 million plus bonuses, they get to 120, yeah. which kind of puts it around Coutinho's value. Whether Liverpool need to sell or not is a different story, but they are matching his value. They're not undervaluing. They're saying, look, we want our man. We know he costs $120 million. We want him. Now, if Coutinho leaves, what does that do to Liverpool's prospects? Because I think that instantly now makes you favorites to drop out of the top four. Without a doubt. I mean, uh, at this point, Everton and Liverpool are going to be competing for sixth place. <laughs> right. Um, and, and Coutinho's potential replacement is Lanzini from West Ham. No way. I mean, Coutinho's world Naby Keita? Back for him once Coutinho leaves? I mean, possibly. I think Liverpool's transfer strategy has not worked out at all. Um, yeah. They've been going for all these players offering 60 70 million i mean they're they're for people that we've heard about 4 months ago literally yeah. like i mean it, it's it's crazy and they're comp- i mean they're they're trying to buy 
um, a painting off one of the richest teams yeah. in the world. I mean, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, anyways, Coutinho will be very exciting. This will this will make or break. This is the Sanchez of Arsenal, the Coutinho to Liverpool. This is this is a big one. Yeah. Um, defense aside, you guys have always managed to over overcompensate for a shaky defense in a very positive attacking fluid uh, well fluid attack yeah um, now Firmino I mean he, he's starting to take penalties now which means he's probably going to be a 20 goal a season striker right um, that false nine you think he'll do well yeah I think so I mean he did well last season um, he'll continue to do well in terms of scoring and creating chances what does that do for storage I mean he's definitely not starting but he had a really good goal um, in one of your friendlies and then um, got injured right after. Like, it epitomizes his Liverpool career yeah. perfectly. Um, but Dominic Solanke, I mean, the the, the youngster they bought or the, they got for free from Chelsea, he scored three goals and he, he's been great. I mean, he looks com- really Where mature does he play for exactly? his age. So he can play as a striker, or a, right. a number 10, or even on the wing. I mean, mm. but he, he's definitely better centrally. He's. It's just so strong for someone who's just 20 years old. Right. Um, very clever. Obviously has a lot to learn, but definitely looks very exciting. Okay, so bef- before we move on from Liverpool, a quick one for you as a Liverpool fan. Top four? Yes or no? I think so. I think so. Does it depend on Coutinho or either way? Depends on the replacement. If they don't sign okay. anyone else, or then if they sign not. someone like Lanzini, yeah. um, I'd... I'd say no. Okay. Um, but they look good. The can system you, they have is great. With what you have now, can you challenge for the league? Uh, with Champions League, you do, you do have Europe now. Last season was you know just the league. The problem is also Klopp has this pressing style that takes its toll after a few months. It does. It does. And, and now uh, one of our better players in that system, Lalana, yes. is injured for a couple of months now. Um, he's... Uh, I mean... There's there's more depth this mm. season, but like you said, I mean towards Christmas and February, I mean. Do you think that Henderson, who is it, who plays next to Henderson? Let's say. We Naldo more. Do you think that's good enough to win a league, Henderson Chan? If it's just them, no. But I think Klopp mentioned that he's happy to rotate. Right. I think if Henderson wasn't captain, he might not be starting. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's too late now. He's captain. Like he has to play. Right. But because Milner is vice captain only, yeah, I don't think he's gonna play him as left back. And and it's it's terrible to see that our worst player last season, Alberto Moreno, is looking like he's gonna start. Yeah. The Premier League game as the yeah. left back. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, um, if he revitalizes his career, that'll be great. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Um, that would be quite a left left wing thing. Um, Watford. We'll talk about them just as much as we talked about Liverpool. So get ready for twenty minutes of Watford. Um, <laughs> they signed Tom Cleverley, phenomenal, world class player, one of the best center mids ever graced the game. Yes, uh, I mean United, United prodigy. Yeah, no, of yeah. course. I mean that's that's why um, he was one of the greatest players of all time. Of course, Skulls esque. Um, and Shalaba from Chelsea, which is the youngster that you know. Obviously, Chelsea don't want because he's too young. <laughs> Maybe he'll course, come back yeah. later once he's just the right age of 28, yeah. 29. I'm sure they have a buyback clause or something there, but uh, yeah, the buying back, loan him out, you know, the same thing. Uh, it's a business in the back or, there, or sell him to United again, yes. like Matic. <laughs> yes, um, um, but they did sign um, a Brazilian. Um, 20-year-old from Fluminense. I, f- I forgot his name, Kierlinson or, or oh, yeah? something like that. So, uh, a few fr- flicks and tricks or what? Yeah, I mean, he looks like he's skilled. He can play as a number 10. He's definitely going to add uh, some more quality 
okay. to the much-needed Watford side. I mean, their most technical player is Troy Deeney, which is a big problem for Watford. I mean, but... it's definitely a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. So Watford, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the in-depth analysis there on Watford. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Chelsea versus... Their, their yellow kits are nice, by the way. They are, they are. They look... Okay, uh, let, let, let's move on to the next before game. Before that, though, <laughs> I really like their... Uh, their bee mascot looks really cool. Their their honey bee. Yeah, mascot. they're they're buzzing. They're <laughs> okay, this is definitely the time to move on. Um, Chelsea versus Burnley. Um, so we talked about Chelsea a lot. Let's not go too into too much detail. But I was, I have a few points here. One, they don't look the same as how scared they were at the end of last season. And yes, you can't really base a lot on preseason, especially with Chelsea when we saw that they started really slow last season as well. But they just don't look the same without Costa. Costa. They'll, they'll feel that miss, for sure. Morata will take time to come in. And what's his name? Um, uh, Batshuayi? Yeah, Batshuayi is not that guy. So, you know, he tries hard and everything. He's really good at Twitter. But <laughs> other than that, he's not going you know, to replace Costa. Um, so I fear for them from goals, especially that they don't have a lot of goal scores. Pedro contributes a little bit. William has no goals in him. No. Hazard for all his world class play and everything you look at stats only he gets scored like 7 goals a season so they don't really have that many goals Kante is not going to score goals Fabregas once in a while but they don't concede yes. at all yes so they do rely on Costa and then the center back score for, like Cahill has more goals I think than Hazard Cahill's going to score 5 Rudiger's yes. going to score 4 yeah Luis will score a few free kicks like, Alonso probably will get a couple true. he had a great uh, debut season again in Aspil- the Premier League Aspilicueta will get like minus 5 so you know <laughs> um, but I, I do worry about them slightly from you know from a Chelsea fan's point of view they must be slightly worried they don't look as fresh um, Rudiger will take some time to come in Aspilicueta on the right will be also new so there's there's a you know no Matis there's a lot Bakayoko we don't know you know is he gonna hit the ground running I don't know I'm, I'm I'd be worried as a Chelsea fan slightly yeah I mean I, I highly doubt they're gonna replay the winning the the Premier League season again yeah um, I think their signings have been underwhelming underwhelming I mean they're smart signings Morata's I don't know paying that much for someone who scored forty goals in his, in his career, career yeah. he, he's also second choice they wanted Lukaku. So clearly, you know, they went. You know, their second choice is what eighty million. Yeah. So that's ba- crazy. Bakayoko is a good signing, but starting a season injured is, is just a problem. I mean, if he comes back in October and he's transitioning into the pace of the Premier League, I think right. that'll be an issue. Um, I think Rudiger is a good signing. His distribution's great. He's yes. We saw it at the I think what was the tournament this this summer? The um, Germany were playing. Can't remember uh, the Conf- Confederations Cup. Yeah. 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 He looks really good. For yeah, Germany, he did. He did. Um, anyways, let's move on. Uh, Burnley, they signed uh, the most Burnley-like signings ever. I mean, tell us, Jonathan Walters. Mm, love um, him. By the way, I actually do like him. I'm just saying. I, as as a Liverpool fan, I despise him. <laughs> okay. I absolutely despise okay. him. Okay. Um, Jack Cork from Swansea. Yeah. Uh, they lost Michael Keane, which is a thirty million uh, to, to, Everton. to Everton. Yeah, I mean that's, that's a big one for them. It is. It is. Um, I mean, they're going to be fighting relegation. Um, I don't think they'll be relegated though. No, there's they have, worse. They have too much grit. They have too much physicality in that team. The um, Premier League style, just grit it up. Exactly. I mean, if, if they're the epitome of what the Premier League's about, then I don't think they'll get relegated. Okay. Um, a team that might get relegated though is Brighton. They're hosting Man City opening day of the season. Um, Brighton obviously just promoted. Um, are playing City that spent 
250 million just on defenders and a keeper. Um, so, you know, Mendy, a left back or left wing for 50 million. Danilo, 27. Ederson at 35. Walker at 50. Just crazy, crazy numbers in defense. And then you have John Stones, who was for 50, 40, 50 yeah. and then Otamendi for 32. Mangala, who they still haven't uh, offloaded for 30 as well. So it's, I mean, they should not concede a single goal. You, you <laughs> think so, but yeah. it just, I think Vincent Company, the, the cheapest defender they've bought, is still going to be their best defender this agreed, season. Agreed, agreed. Um, I hope, I really like Stones. I really hope he steps up this season. I, I think he's a very good player, just. He was in a bit of a, a system that didn't work last season. It was unsure. Pep wasn't, you know, he didn't have it down yet. And I really hope Stones is better. In attack, you know, they did sign Bernardo Silva for $43 million. Um, I think that's a good signing. Yeah. Um, but then they just have, what, six attacking midfielders playing, no strikers? How did they play that? Or is it just squad depth? I mean, they need, if let's assume they play five at the back with the wing backs. They have two, five more players to put in attacking positions, including the center mids, okay? Here's who they can pick from. They can only pick five of Nasri, Silva, Gabriel Jesus, Aguero, Gundogan, Fernandino, Yaya Toure, De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Leroy Sané. I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's 11 players. I'm probably forgetting a few that they can only pick five from. So, um, starting with Nasri, I don't think... He'll stay. He he played in preseason quite a bit. It looked quite good. And it's just to put him in the market, I feel. Sure. Okay. Um, Who else is going to go? Uh, Gundogan is injured, but he'll be back. Maybe Yaya? Sure. Yaya might get bit part. Okay. We're down to still like nine players. Yeah. Like it's... It, these people are too good to sit on the bench. Like all of them are way too good to sit on the bench. Yeah. But I mean, knowing Pep, knowing his man management system, it's I, I think he'll keep everyone for the most part happy. Um, I think Fernandinho will play that defensive mid Busquets type of role, and then everyone else will be. Fernandinho will start. Like he'll the one. He's the one that has to play. Yeah. Um, Just because he's the only defensively minded yes. midfielder there. True. True. Um, I think Aguero needs to step up, or he might quickly see the bench. Um, he already saw it last season under Pep. He improved a little bit. It was all about the running and the numbers and the sprints and all that. But he he definitely needs to step up, or I think he's one of the first that will will see um, his position gone. So where do you think Man City is going to end up? I think the pressure is so high on Pep. Um, uh, with the Champions League, they'll finish. I mean, should and what will happen is hard. They should finish top two. I think they're going to win it. Yeah? I think so. I mean, with the, the squad depth, um, they have Danilo as their backup yeah, um, right fullback for $27 yeah. million, and that's an, And he's been playing extremely well in preseason. I just feel there's too many new pieces to the puzzle. That they won't gel as fast. I mean, last season they went on this 11 game unbeaten run. They looked like they're going to just blow the league out of the water and then it just crumbled. Um, I don't know. It's one of those where I'm just. Maybe, maybe. I just. The problem is who else? Nobody else looks phenomenal. I mean, we'll get to Spurs next. They look really good. But yeah. Other than that, everybody is also quite shaky. So it's kind of one of those where everybody's shaky that, you know, just someone will have to go on a nice run. And eventually... Um... Yeah, and it tells you something about... I mean, Liverpool and Arsenal, for example, they're, they've looked stable. Yes. Um, whereas Chelsea, Man City, and, and Man United still look like they're Chopping transitioning and into yes. something. Yeah. True. Um, um, so the question is, you know, it's really a, this season is to see whether City will end that transition soon and just go on that run, or they still be in that transition. Um, Brighton, really don't have much to say, except they're probably going to be fighting relegation. Yeah, they just broke their transfer record of 10 million. Oof. Yeah, I mean... That, big bucks. That, that's enough to buy you, like, 
what Name Raheem Mars Sterling's Cole? finger or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sterling, I don't even have him on the list. There you go, 12 that, players. That's 12 players. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on to um, Spurs. Uh, Newcastle are hosting uh, Spurs, uh, which is a good thing since Spurs don't have a stadium. Um, so they're playing in uh, at Saint. I don't even. I don't think it's called Saint James's Park anymore. The uh, Sports Direct Arena. Yeah, yeah. I'll he, never, I'll never like that. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to see Rafa Benitez back in the Premier League. I love him. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see Newcastle versus United, where Benitez versus Mourinho I'm, again. Again, I'm really yes. excited about that. Um, I think Newcastle can be one of the dark horses maybe this season. They, uh, Newcastle can either be relegation fodder or they can try and break into the top kind of seven. Ten. Like you never know with them, um, and I think. I think they can do quite well this season. Um, but, you know, it's, it's pretty much unpredictable. Yeah, I mean, for Newcastle, their their top aim for this season is to not get relegated. And then build next season. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, we're already finishing each other's sentences, I'm just saying. I, I think... You feel that? Alex would be jealous. <laughs> Very. Um, let's talk about Spurs. Spurs are one of those that... They've broken their transfer record of signing absolutely no one <laughs> yes. in this window. It, it sounded like Conor McGregor there uh, when he said, <laughs> I'd like to apologize to absolutely nobody. Um, so Spurs no signing at all. They did sign a, a new stadium, which they're trying to build. They're feeling that pressure that Arsenal felt uh, starting at 2006. With the Emirates, yeah. Yep. So they're good enough, though. They're one of the teams that are good enough to not make any more signings uh, they have a great manager Bernie said it last week on the pod that if he trusts anyone to make this work it's Pochettino yeah. preseason they looked again silky smooth phenomenal goals they, they just, the passing is so quick Deli Ali, Eriksen and Kane are phenomenal players they link up with each other so so well and you know I'd just like to see them add some depth especially because they're going to play in the Champions League they're competing against the Uniteds and the cities who have 25 excellent players in their squad. Um, yes, I think Spurs fans would really love to see their team do well in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, they finished second, uh, third the previous season, second this season. The previous season was really second as well. Yeah. Like, you know, technically, I keep thinking they finished second twice in a row. Right. Um, they have really pushed their bar. The expectations now are Spurs definitely top four and fighting for the title, which is crazy. Three years ago... It would be, you know, Spurs outside of the top four. Yeah, okay. And uh, Anyways. Yeah, it's an important season for them. I think if they don't do well, if they don't finish in the top four, Kane might leave to yes. United, Chelsea. So, see, this is the thing. Uh, we talked about it last podcast where I said, yes, you might not need to sign players because everybody around is still good and all that. But players want to see ambition. And I think if you don't sign players that improve your squad... Players will look around and say, you know what, maybe I need to move to somewhere else. Um, because this probably, this this frugalness, if that's even a word, yeah. from Spurs, will last a few seasons. So if they drop out of the top four next season, no Champions League, and things start to crumble a little bit, the Canes, the Ericsons, the Deli Alis, they might start to look around. You know, if Madrid come in for a Deli Ali, he'll, he might want to go. He'll if, definitely go. If United come in for Kane when Lukaku fails. You know, there's a lot. <laughs> when? <laughs> yes. So there's a lot of ifs around Spurs. It's very... Like, this is why Arsene Menger fans say it is so important to appreciate that he kept Arsenal in the top four during that transition. I think Pochettino is going to have that same goal. Um, it's just now whether he can do it or not. In a much... In an increasingly uh, competitive Premier League. Anyways. That's my uh, Spurs... Rant? 
Well, I tried to be nice as an Arsenal fan. I don't think I said anything negative. Yeah. I think it was all supportive. If yeah. you, you didn't blink a single time, so <laughs> clearly you didn't mean it. <laughs> um, let's move on to the last game that we're going to talk about um, in this Premier League opening fixtures. Um, United versus West Ham. Let's get West Ham out of the way. Um, Dark Horse? Maybe. We'll talk about that. But they signed a few players. Zabaleta, very old, but whatever. Joe Hart has his moments. Adri- Adrian wasn't bad. I don't know why this was required. Right. Um, Arnautovic for $25 million. I still think that's a good signing. Expensive, obviously, but... I like him. Like I like him at Stoke. He's yeah. a very good player. But 25 I mean, I guess. If, if Sigurdsson is valued at 50 then I guess Arnautovic is half the man. Sure. Um, sure. But Arnautovic on the left... Um, uh, Michael Antonio on the right mm-hmm. and Andy Carroll up front. That, that's, Hernandez. Hernandez. That's the other one. That's a great that's, a, that's the Defoe, like a five-year younger Defoe. Yeah. He's, Hernandez is, is phenomenal. Yeah, and, and his first game back is at Old Trafford. Good Perfect. point. I didn't Perfect. realize. Yeah, um, I'm so hoping he scores a hat-trick. I hope he celebrates. Yeah. Um, takes his shirt off. I, I genuinely hope that happens. And then he like gets injured against Liverpool. <laughs> um, United get, you know, maybe seven red cards, get relegated, mm. that kind of thing. Um, definitely dreaming at the theater of dreams there. Um, <laughs> United. So, signed a few players. Lindelof for $31 million from he's, Benfica. He's not looking good at all. So, I mean. he's one of those guys that United fans have never heard of. And then the minute they signed him, he became the best center back in the world. Yeah. So, Lindelof, phenomenal. European team of the season. Yeah. Done. Okay. He's, yeah. They've always known about him. He's the one that made Benfica who they are today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, put Portugal on the map. Yeah. No, okay? he, he was he was obviously great at Benfica. But, unfortunately, you can't compare the Portuguese league and the Premier League. No. We'll see how he does. Um, Lukaku for £90 million. Pounds. He has to hit the ground running. He has to, you know, he has to bang them in. To be fair, I think he'll have... Like, even a bad season for him is still going to be 10, 15 goals. 15 goals yeah. 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 Um, Matic is, is is my favorite of this one. He's just calm and enforcer with technique. But he's 29. Like, 40 million at 29 for a defensive mid who's slow. It's just, I mean, you pay that money for, you know, a creative Sanchez at 29. It's not the, season, Matic... it's not the transfer season of common sense, right. to be fair. So... Yeah, I, I, that, I still like it. I still right. he, he looks like even at 34, 35, he'll be useful in the game. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. And also, I mean, with all these transfer fees being thrown around, I feel like I'm turning into your da. You know? <laughs> Where I'm just like, this is unacceptable. He costs way too much money. But at the end of the day, it's not your money. Whatever. You know, watch the game, enjoy it, I guess. Yeah. You, um, you, you sound like a Spurs fan this season. <laughs> yes. Um, so, we'll... Will Pogba step up this season? I think he has to. I mean, he's given, he's gotten his season. Um, if today's game was anything to go by, the answer is no. Yeah. But he, he has no excuses. I mean, he wanted uh, more attacking freedom. Yes. And that's that's why they brought Matic in. So Matic Herrera or Matic Carrick or Fellaini um, gives Pogba the license to play as an attacking mid. So Pogba need, so 90 million Pogba needed a 40 million signing. Yes. So an add-on. And an 80 million striker. Yeah. Okay, um, but they might apparently they might bring Ibra back on a free when he's back from injury. So yes, so that'll be good. Um, sure, I mean Martial is yeah. he gonna get minutes? Rashford, they're two very good young players. Martial looked really good in preseason. He did. Rashford is always a good player. Has always been for United. Mourinho, I think he'll. <laughs> Mourinho gives up on his uh, plan A very quickly. Yeah, he will start with this 
maybe this formation that he played today. And the minute it wobbles, just slightly, it's over. Yeah. Rashford's going to come back on the left, Lukaku, Mkhitaryan on the right. Like, let's say, he's going to abandon it instantly. Yeah, they'll probably, like, draw or win one nothing against West Ham, and then he'll he'll demand new signings. Like, uh, right. I don't have enough. I have nothing to say. <laughs> um, and Last season, he came out and said, if I don't get my four signings, you're not getting top four. And technically, he did not get top four. Sure. I had this huge argument with... Um, a friend of mine online, he's a United fan, about did Mourinho fail or did he get top four? I was yeah. like, we're in the Champions League. You know, he said, yeah. Mourinho, the, the Mourinho slash United fan. I said, yes, but did you make top four? He's like, the aim was to make Champions League. I'm like, no, no, no. You made Champions League, but competing against the the English teams, he failed to do that. Yeah. He, he, he came sixth out of the best English teams. Yeah, this he came, was- basically, I told him, he came last. This was the worst season Arsenal has played in, in yep. what, 20 years or so? And he still finished below them uh, Mourinho, after breaking the world transfer record. Agreed. Mourinho, for me, came last. Yeah. Because top six is the league you play in. And he came last. So, yeah. uh, you know, he got saved by by the Europa League. But anyways, um, I, I expectations? Think, I think they're finishing top three. Oh, um, top three. I think so. I mean... I think four would be would squad be good. depth and and even last season like they were just hard to beat. Yeah, um, they didn't win a lot of games. They had a lot of draws, uh, but they were just hard to beat. And I think defensively, Mourinho's system works most yeah. of the times. Um, and then you have Lukaku scoring once, Pogba, Lingard, mm. Mkhitaryan. I mean, he has um, a lot of attacking talent up there. And I mean, he he does. It just he has to make him. Click. He has to make them play well and score goals. Because last season, the you know United fans gives you all these stats about creating chances and hitting the post and this. Okay. Yeah. I, I, they need to turn into goals, or else right now people are going to Old Trafford to watch nil nils. It, it's going to be one nothings for the most part, and and United fans are going to tell you, hey, it's three points, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah. All right. Looking, I'm looking forward to that. By the way. <laughs> um, okay. I think um, actually before we move on from the Premier League, I mean we're already an hour in. Uh, we still got Europe to go. We'll see if we get to that. But quick fire round. Um, let's keep this short. League winner? I'm going to go for Man City. Okay. I'm going to go with... Um, yeah. Uh, if not Man City, then Liverpool. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Instantly. Without a doubt. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Spurs. Um, Arsenal fans. Uh, Boycott the podcast. How do you feel about that? <laughs> um, let's say I'm jinxing it. Let's put it that way, okay? Um, top score. I'll give you a few options just so you, we can remind ourselves who's in the league. You've got Aguero, Kane, Lacazette, Morata, Lukaku, maybe even Defoe's and Hernandez's. Um, I'd probably go for Harry Kane again. I think I think he's... With he's probably the only... Yeah, definitely. And I think he's the only world-class striker the, the Premier League has. Ooh, Aguero, mate. Not anymore. I'm sorry. Okay. Not okay. anymore. Aguero needs Jesus to to play well now. But sure. yeah, and and plus with all that rotation at City and, and Liverpool, and yes, I think Kane's the only one that has a guaranteed starting spot. Okay. Um, I I can agree with that. I was gonna go Kane as well. So we agree there. Um, closest to the Champions League trophy. I think if Liverpool aren't close to the league. Uh, Jurgen Klopp is a great tournament player. Okay, except so, he loses all his finals, which is fine. Closest, I'm, still, I'm okay. happy to. <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I did say close. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Liverpool there. Um, no, I think but, uh, City probably. City? Yeah. Yeah, I think City in the with Pep in the Champions League might. Yeah. Definitely. With the squad depth as well. 
Okay, last but not least, Dark Horse, which is what I mean by that is maybe break into the top six, kind of come sixth or fifth. I mean, I've given you a few options. Yeah, here. Everton? I think the favorites for that would be Everton. They have, what, they spent $100 million or so? The, yes. Um, they signed Rooney back, um, which I think is going to be a good signing. I think, regardless, I'm just excited to see him play against starting. Like, I want to see Wayne Rooney play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to see him against United again. Yeah. Um, Jordan Pickford from Sunderland. Phenomenal signing, I think. Yeah, he's he's definitely good. He'll he still has a lot to improve on. Sure, but um, I think overall great signing. Yeah. Um, Klassen from Ajax. Yeah. For 24, 27 million. I mean, twenty seven million now is basically free. So. But from Ajax. So yeah. you know he he's he's probably gonna be good. He's got the technique for sure. We'll yeah. see how he does. Michael Keane. Michael Keane from Burnley is a good signing. Yeah, thirty million. I yeah, mean, that's a big one. I think he's a replacement for Phil Jagielka. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean they have a lot of center backs. Yeah, yeah. And um, then um, Southampton legend uh, Kuku Martina. Yes. yes, exactly. Okay, so there's everything. Southampton haven't made any signings and might lose Van Dijk, so that's why I'm kind of ruling them out slightly. Um, if, I don't know how you feel. If they lose Van Dijk, I think they'll be. They won't even make the top 10. Okay, okay. So um, definitely not a dark horse. Um, I had Bournemouth down here because one, they play really well. I like Eddie Howe. I like how Bournemouth play. They do lose Wilshire, um, but they do. They made three really good signings. Begovic, uh, unfortunately, he was at fault for like both goals against Napoli recently in the friendly. Right. But that aside, yeah. um, I think he's a very good keeper. Um, Defoe is a phenomenal signing. Defoe yeah. will score until he's 60. Exactly. Um, yeah. So he's definitely great. And Nathan Ake who was really good for them last season. They brought him back, or well, for the first half. Yeah. They brought him back, and I think he's a very good signing for them. So I can see them maybe not top six, but top ten, kind of slight dark horse. Yeah, they kept some of their better players. Yeah. Um, and then they, they definitely upgraded the squad. So I think they'll they'll break the top ten. They might yeah. be just under Everton. Just under. West yeah. Ham? West Ham had a horrible season last year. People laugh, laughing at their transfers this season. But I feel... If Village can get them playing well, you, they have it in them to, to be a very good team. It's just, again, it, a lot of things have to fall into place. It's it's like Leicester two years ago or three years ago where there's no expectations whatsoever. Right. Um, but the players they brought in, I think, are going to do a good job in terms of adding goals to, to their game. Uh, defending, I think... That's where still... everybody gets caught up, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. That... Pretty much covers the Premier League in more depth than we wanted to. So let's do a quick 10 minutes on Europe before we end. Perfect, yeah, let's do it. So let's do the Europe rounds. Let's start with La Liga. Um, Madrid and Barca obviously um, over there. So Barca, we talked a lot about losing Neymar. But they did sign Semedo, the right back, for 31 million um, from Portugal. Um, De La Feo for 12 million. He assisted twice and scored in the recent friendly. Um, so, you know, obviously Twitter is like, oh, Neymar replacement. But, you know. Yeah, he's underrated. And I hope he does well with um, Barca. But he's, he's definitely not going to replace Neymar. I think Barca need to really get better in the transfer market. Their their recent signings have been shockingly bad. And, you know, Arda, Gom, uh, Arda Turan and Gomes. And Dennis Suarez and all these people, they just have not stepped up. They're not good enough. Um, their transfers have been horrendous. Um, again, you can't rely on Messi every season to carry you. Their center mid is old. Even Messi's old. Suarez, everybody's on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. 
Um, and at this point, they, you know, the Coutinho thing or whoever else, they just need to go out and, and, and get someone big at this point. Yeah, I mean, the question, if they stay like this and they don't sign anyone, the question is, do they finish second or third? I mean, they're definitely not winning La Liga. Yeah, they're not winning La Liga. Madrid are too strong. Uh, they they have a phenomenal squad as is. They added to it a few players. Uh, Vinicius Jr. from... Um, um, Brazil, is it? Yeah. Um, I think he's joining next season or midway after the Brazilian season ends uh, for 40 million. Theo Hernandez for 27 million uh, left back. Um, he's he's quite a good player. And Kibayos, I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Um, 16 million. Um, I took Spanish at Benicio in like eighth grade, so I know the double L's are yeah. So it helps. You don't have any accents in the notes, though. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, Kibayos, is, uh, I think, is a good signing. Um, he had a great under year under 21 tournament. Yes. Um, Theo Hernandez, I saw in preseason, played really well. Vinicius, you see highlights. He looks exciting. I mean, and, he's and the new Neymar. Was he going to be as good? You don't know. Yeah, or the new Robinho and just flop completely. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, Robinho literally flopped every game. Um, they lost Morata, Danilo, and James. <laughs> which is good. Which is and good. Because they got a decent amount of money for him and they invested in youth. Yeah. Which is perfect. Yeah. We'll get our first taste of these two teams in the Super Cup, which is happening on the 11th and the 16th. Um, two legs there. Because, you know, you need more fixtures in the calendar. Of course. Um, so, yeah, we'll see We'll see how those goes. Quite excited. I always like El Clasico. Some people think it's too much. It got a bit boring recently. I still enjoy them a lot. Yeah. I, I, they're still a big red mark in my calendar. Definitely. Yeah. They're, they're definitely the highest quality club games you can get. Yeah, yeah. Um, France, uh, Ligue 1, PSG and Monaco, obviously, again. Do you take French too? or is that? Uh, that's just natural for living in Toronto. Of course. Yeah. Um, From his uh, dating days. Yes, yes. All the <laughs> French girlfriends I have. Um, PSG and Monaco. Monaco, basically, they're two clubs doing the complete opposite things. Monaco selling all the good players, and PSG are adding, well, they added one, but it felt like a phenomenal sign. Yeah. So, um, Neymar. Um, and Danny Alves, too, who um, ooh, he yes. played in the Super Cup, he scored. Um, they played him as a right attacking wing again. Yeah, yeah. So they played him on the right wing, and he scored a great free kick and um, assisted the second one. Danny Alves is one of the best players to ever play the game. I think he's one of the best right backs to ever play the game. Possibly the best. I mean, the only one that comes close is Kafu, and then maybe if you want to put, I don't know if you know, if some people put Maldini right back, but it's really a left back center back. Yeah. It's really Kafu and Alves. Alves to me is just way too versatile, way too good at everything. Um, anyways, brilliant signing with Neymar. Monaco, the opposite. They lost Bernardo Silva, Bakayoko, Bendy, maybe Lamar. They they scraped their first... Uh, we watched this game together, actually. They scraped yeah. it 3-2. Um, it was exciting. It just it it was. didn't look stable. It was. I mean, um, Mbappe was the biggest attacking threat. And um, their defense looks... Great, but just not the same as last season. Yeah. Um, and then... They went behind twice, no? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they were behind twice against Toulouse. So um, I think it's still going to be a two-horse race. Yeah. Um, yeah. With I mean, PSG I, and Monaco leading. I, I feel it might turn into a one-horse race towards the end of the season with just PSG at this point. Probably. Um, and, and Nice Nice might do again, something. Maybe? Again, They signed Wesley Schneider. Um that, that, that went under the radar. I didn't even know that. Yeah, told me. and, yeah. and they're, they're known to revitalize people's careers. I mean, they kept Balotelli. Balotelli, yeah. Um, but Schneider and Balotelli, again, it's is... Not, Schneider's another bad boy, though. Both of them together? Oh, I'll see how that goes for them. It could be like the Inter Milan days, which could work out. You never know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's move on. But with PSG, I think it's more the Champions League is what they really want um, at this point. Germany, the Bundesliga. So, Bayern. 
horrendous preseason. Uh, conceded 14 goals in five games. Yeah. Um, looked really shaky. Um, they did sign Hamas. They did sign Kingsley Coleman, which they had on loan from last season, but, you know, they continued. They, they signed him permanently. permanently. Uh, Nabry from Arsenal. Um, they loaned him out. They are, they are offloading Sanchez, Benatia they sold, and Costa they sold. Yeah, yeah and, and, and two of the signings they've had that kind of went under the radar were, um, or three of them actually, uh, Toliso. Yes. From Lyon for twenty four million, so obviously not cheap, but um, a bargain One compared for the to the of course. Um, Nicolas Sule from Hoffenheim, the center back. Yeah. Um, if you thought Kolisinac was big, <laughs> Sule, <laughs> look at this guy. Sule makes him look like a baby. Okay. Um, uh, but for someone with that physicality, he's actually really good with his feet. Um, and then the one I really liked, and, and especially from the German Super Cup, was uh, Sebastian Rudi yes. from Hoffenheim again. Ask any Liverpool fan. They love Chabi Alonso. Yeah, and he looks like the perfect replacement for them. Perfect. Um, I mean, he, that that's that's big boots to fill. Chabi um, yeah. Alonso is one of again the best players to ever play the game. So um, if he can come close, that will be good enough. Um, but yeah, Bayern they do do that. Unfortunately, with the money they have and the power they have in the league, is they do pick these players from all the teams around them, and it's very acceptable that players they're. A lot of people have said in the Bundesliga, even ex-players, they say, when you don't play for Bayern, you're almost auditioning for Bayern every season. Yeah. And if you're good enough, that's kind of what you want. You want Bayern to pick you. Um, Dortmund, um, they made a few signings. Daoud from Gladbach for $12 million. Omar Toprak, the Turkish guy. For $12 million as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, signings that maybe they know are going are gonna to turn out well. Again, not in an international kind of sense that people maybe. But they're Bundesliga proven. Yes. So they might, that might help them compete against. They're Lukaku's. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, so first, first touches are a bit better though. <laughs> yes, I um, mean it's in Germany. If not, but, you don't play. But they've so for now they've kept Osman Dembele, who big one again in the German Super Cup was probably Dortmund and, and the game's best player. He's I think he's the best young player out there. Forget Mbappe, forget all this stuff. I think he's phenomenal. So comfortable with both feet. You can't even tell. Barca are linked with him heavily. Yeah. He he doesn't have the Coutinho and, and uh, Mbappe type of flair. Yeah. But he's he's consistently Phenomenal. Solid, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. So he had yet another assist to Obama Yang in the Super Cup. So yeah, you mentioned the Super Cup. So Bayern um, played Dortmund there two uh, two. It was at Dortmund at the uh, what I forgot what it's called Signal Iduna Park. Yes, yeah. or I was thinking of the other name, the Weissal Stadium. Your your German has been phenomenal. I, you should work for the UN. Yeah, <laughs> I think Spanish, French, and German. All the German girlfriends. Shout out. Oh yeah, um, all in one class. <laughs> yes. Um, so 2-2 the game ended um, Pulisic scoring um, so you know half of the US just um, you know went off America yeah America <laughs> um, and then Lewandowski equalized and then um, like you said Aubameyang and then there was a comical own goal kind of bounced off well not own goal but like it bounced it was off. it was and, weird um, so the player to note for this one at least for Bayern Munich was uh, Joshua Kimmich uh, the replacement for Philip Lom uh, as a starting right back for club and country. He had the assist to Lom's at uh, what's his name to Lewandowski's goal yeah, and been very good for Germany. Yeah, very good. I mean, to replace Lom so effortlessly, scary. The Germans are just so efficient. The Germans have been <laughs> incredibly efficient. Yes, as usual. Um, but there is one important point to point out in this uh, in this game. Um, they did use video uh, assistant referees. 
um, as for the first time in an official proper game. Uh, unfortunately, it went wrong. One of the offside calls that the, the, the fourth official or the VAR, as they call him, the video assistant referee, was supposed to check. They draw these lines on the screen for him, and the lines unfortunately didn't work. So he had to kind of use just the screen like we do. Yeah. Um, he got they, it right. Did they try turning it off and on again? <laughs> no, they, they didn't. Um, but maybe they should. Um, it's ironic, you know, electronics going wrong in Germany just doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, so it's good to see that they're trying to implement it. Unfortunately, this wasn't a great start. But, you know, not the end of the world. Yeah, but I'm liking the use of VAR. I think it takes, what, 30 seconds or so to check yeah. a decision? Which, Nothing. I mean, the biggest issue or, or concern with it was that it would waste time and, and slow the game down. Yes. But, I mean, taking 30 seconds off to guarantee a decision would be great. But, unfortunately, it didn't work out for this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be cool to see how that how that um, goes on for, for the future. Yeah. Um, last but not least, uh, Siri, uh, making... A comeback in terms of excitement and interest levels. Uh, two, th- three seasons ago, I'd say no one cared. It yeah. was a graveyard, literally. I, I was. It was a shame because I always liked the Italian league. They're one of the oldest leagues. They had phenomenal European teams over the years with the AC Milan's and, and all that. And then nothing happened. No money. The league was extremely poor. Only Juventus uh, kind of um, still kept that flame going. Recently, with the you know Roma's revitalization, Napoli looked uh, really good. Um, AC Milan's transfers this season. I'm just hoping to see a more revitalized Syria. Yeah, I still think Juventus is uh, going to edge it to win the league, but it'll be very exciting to see who comes in second and third. Like you said, Napoli has been probably the most exciting team to watch in the Italian league. Kept all of their players. Kept all their which players. Which is crazy. With, yeah. No one, no one's tried to snatch a Mertens or a. Or a I mean, we've always joked on the podcast that Hamshik has mafia relations, so he cannot physically leave. Yeah. Um, but the others, you know, they were available. Yeah. Roma might be an issue. They sold a couple of their better players. Mahrez might be a good addition. You know, yeah. you never know. Um, Dzeko, they have the top scorer of the league. I mean, beating Higuain. Yeah. Um, Inter Milan is one of those ones that might go under the radar. They yeah. brought in uh, Spalletti from Zenit. Yes. Um, oh, then... wait. Was it from Zenit? Was it from Roma? Was it from Roma? I think it was Roma's manager last season. I think Zenit, Roma, then Inter. I'm not sure. Either was. way. Someone Either check way. it out. Um, it used to be the Roma manager. Yeah. Um, and, and they've had a phenomenal preseason. They've been yes. Bayern Munich, Chelsea, and um, one of those other they had, they European did, uh, teams. They did have a good um, preseason. You know, I, If only it were a trophy. Um, the only issue with Milan is, again, consistency. Last season, they did not look good. Um, and the league has improved. Everybody around them has improved more than they have, unfortunately. Juve, as usual. Roma, Napoli, and then AC Milan. Um, they signed Donnarumma to a long-term contract, which is very important, yeah. not to be forgotten, as a signing. Um, they signed Andre Silva as a striker. They signed Shana Hogolo, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, he's going to be a good one. Andre Silva might be... It sounds exciting, but he might need a season to kind of transition into right. the way Serie A is played. Right. Uh, they've signed Bonucci and Bilia. Bonucci was the, that's. I mean, him and Neymar are the two standout, unpredictable standout oh, transfers yeah. that happened. Yeah, like, definitely. Bonucci from Juve, probably. I mean, arguably, not probably. Let's just say, arguably, the best center back in the world has just moved from Juventus to AC Milan for thirty-five yes, million. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was personal. It was personal between him and Allegri. It, it, it was not footballing based, unfortunately. Yeah. Captain, made captain of Milan, obviously. Um, I, I'd, I'd make him the president at this point <laughs> yeah, of Italy. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, Juve will probably win this. 
Um, but again, the league is back to being exciting. With only top three spots making the Champions League now in Italy because of their bad patch in this area. Also, the third team are all, are playing a playoff. We forgot to mention um, who is it? Who came third? Napoli, I think, or Roma. One of them has to play a playoff for Champions League. Yeah. Liverpool have to play a playoff. Still. Yeah. The... Um, so there's a few teams that aren't guaranteed yet into you know making making Europe. We yeah, talk li- about them like they have it, but not necessarily. Yeah. Liverpool got Hoffenheim, which is probably the worst. Yes, because they couldn't get Napoli for some reason. I don't remember why. Yeah, but it's one of those like European standings position based on, okay. on where they finish. Whereas uh, I think Hoffenheim. Um, I think it's it's the, ranking with league. Yeah, they haven't had a history in, in Europe in the last right. five years. They haven't played. Right. Um, so it puts them at a lower seed, um, but I still think they're going to beat Hoffenheim. It won't be easy. Right. Um, um, Roma should also whoever they're playing. They should. Uh, sorry, Napoli. Napoli. Yeah. They should win that. Napoli have looked phenomenal in preseason. You see the clips that come up on Twitter of just like Napoli playing it from the back all the way. Um, all right. I think I think that wraps it up. I mean, it's it's been a short podcast. Yeah. Um, only an hour and fifteen, but it is the season opener. There's a lot to talk about. I think we've covered a lot though. We uh, we did for sure. I mean, I had a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed this experience. I did. Um, it was great as a as a regular listener to the Koshcast, um, and as revenge to Bernie. Yes. Um, and Roche for for that matter. I think Man United's going to finish sixth, maybe seventh behind Everton. Uh, why not eighth I'll be happy with with Rooney scoring the goal that puts them to seventh. Um, <laughs> oh, that would be with a dive. <laughs> Yes. Just for the Arsenal unbeaten record. I want to get something too. Yeah. Um, all right, Omar, thanks a lot for joining me. Um, everybody, enjoy the few days before the season starts. There's a lot happening on the blog. Check it out. A lot of articles coming out. Obviously, the Koshcast is back on a weekly basis after the summer break. And we have a fantasy Premier League. Um, it's going to be up there. Check our Facebook posts or our uh, Twitter posts. Um, if not, just send us an email. We'll send you the code. And... Um, also, we have a predictions league starting very soon, as soon as tomorrow, actually, a Premier League predictions league. Um, so if you want to get on that, um, also email us at underthekajblog at gmail.com. All right, enjoy, and I can't wait for the season to start. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.